play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 240. Uh, we are doing it over Zoom because I have been sick for about a week, and I don't want to get Eric sick, so we are mm-hmm. still making it happen. The show must go on, as it were. Yes, much th- thanks much to the uh, to modern technology. We do not have to call in a sick day. We can actually give you the we can actually give you the product that you want. Right, and so I will apologize for. All the sniffles and the coughs and whatever else comes from me, and uh, hopefully the rest is just awesome. We do have an interview on this episode, Tea, uh, yeah. Italian Blood, and Oi to the World. Uh, joining us again, new compilation coming out, Fall Brawl, or came out, just came out, and we're going to play yeah. some tracks off of it, and so we'll have that interview a little bit later on in the show as well. Yep, with Signor T Soprano. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that'll be fun. It's a good interview. Uh, I, like I said, I've been sick. This is probably the best I've felt, at least today, uh, <laughs> last week. And uh, I usually do a much better job of editing the interview, so hopefully I didn't leave uh, a whole lot of spaces and shit that we normally edit out of the interview but I was mm-hmm. sick, so I didn't really get to it as much as I normally would. So, that being said, let's get into the actual episode so we can get to the interview, because we do have a lot of cool tracks to play. Yes, yes we do. Let's, uh, let's talk about some the new stuff that has come out. It will be coming out on the 21st of November. Dead Evil released 666 single. Resurger HC released uh, Latino America Hardcore 2021, which is them and I think three other bands from Latin America, Latin American hardcore bands, uh, a track from each that came out on the 22nd. Uh, Counter Person Walter released Bigger Than One on Little Willie Records. That's a single. No Peace released Promo 2021 EP on Safe Inside Records on the 24th. Kong Kong from Russia with Punk EP. That came out on the 25th, and just this morning, today, December 1st, my copy of the 7-inch, because I pre-ordered it, uh, it arrived. So I have my 7-inch version, so I will definitely be looking forward to playing something here. And uh, they're from Sweden, if you're unfamiliar with the band, and I will be playing uh, one of those tracks over on those episodes coming up too, The Chisel. Put out Retaliation on the 26th. That's a good album. I got to listen to it today. <laughs> What'd you think? Oh, it's pretty It's pretty good upon uh, first listen. Uh, I was listening to it while I was uh, driving uh, uh, from my job in Salt Lake to Orem today. So I had quite a bit of time to uh, indulge and, uh, what is it, absorb the record. <laughs> That's awesome. But, I I listened to a little bit. I liked it, but just like skimming through a couple of the tracks, and I picked it up off of Bandcamp. But again, being sick all last week, I've had so much wasted time. I apologize. There's several emails. I tried to get to a few of the emails that came through today, 
and messages, several people reaching out. I'm going to include uh, all these tracks that have been coming in on the next couple episodes or over on Punkanoi Worldwide. I just felt like shit until today as far as uh, getting back to and responding to some. So I am jealous that you got to listen to it. I want to hear it. Uh, the new <laughs> Special Duties album, that's on my list. I have that. I got it off of Bandcamp. Uh, and I just... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I haven't had a chance. So I felt like shit. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good one. They have a lot of... Uh... It, it's still got your uh, regular uh, oi sounds. That's what I uh, that's what I absorbed from it upon first listen. But definitely going to give it a few more because for one, I really like the chisel. I love what they have uh, put out so far. So, so yeah, this album is definitely worth a another listen for me. So we will get back to you on that. <laughs> awesome. Well, Chaos Commute came out with Fairy Tales and Nightmares on the twenty sixth. Since We Were Kids came out with Grind EP on Irish Voodoo Records. It's two tracks. It's pretty awesome. I picked that up off of Bandcamp. Uh, definitely, again, want to listen to the tracks. A lot of the stuff I've heard in the last week or so have been brief, like just barely skimming through. I haven't had the endurance to sit long-term and have headphones in or anything like that. So uh, on the 26th, the Dead Krizukis released Icarus. Gasp, that's capital G, capital A, capital S, capital P. They released Straight to the Crooked. It's a single that came out on the 26th. Smash Your Enemies released Genocide on Upstate Records on the 29th. Discordance released Normandy and five other songs on Pogo Records, excuse me, on the 29th. Devin K and The Solutions released a cover of the Christmas track Christmas Rapping. That's a single. Punk Rock Factory on the first released Merry Christmas, Everyone. That's a single. Both those tracks I'll be playing on the Christmas episode of Punkanoi Worldwide coming out in a couple weeks. Vicious Mistress Records, they just released a compilation called Pogo Puke Repeat Volume (laughs) 1. That'll give you well, an idea. Well, yes, volume one. Volume right. one. It's happened more times than I'm sure most punks would care to admit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they do admit it. Maybe it's a flex. Maybe it is. Maybe I it pogo is. and puked more than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool compilation. Uh, a couple bands I knew, but several I didn't. And I've, again, briefly skimmed through. And it was pretty cool. So I recommend checking it out. Cold Shoulder is releasing Primal Fury on New Age Records on the first. Gasp, again, They just a couple days after that previous single release, they are releasing today, the first. Gut That Living Thing, it's a single. Pretty cool band. They are from Sweden. I'll be playing them possibly on this show as well, but definitely over in Punkinoy Worldwide when I do that Sweden episode, which is hopefully the end of this month. But I didn't record anything for Punkinoy Worldwide in the last week when I was doing two to three episodes per week for weeks before that. So I'm going to try to get back on schedule with some of those episodes. Is uh, that band all, all one title, Gut That Living Thing? That is, the name of the single is Gut That Living Thing. No oh. no, no apostrophe or uh, nothing, uh, no comma, just uh, wow. Gut That Living Thing. And the band is Gasp. Gasp. Okay, so based on title alone, I'm going to venture into that band's output 
and see what they have to offer. I mean, get that living thing. <laughs> I recommend checking it out. I heard it. They reached out and put it on the radar, and I'm definitely going to play it. That song, I really like, Gut That Living Thing. The other one, Straight to the Crooked, was cool, too. But the out of the two, because I've heard the two, they also released a single back in October. But Gut That Living Thing, definitely uh, one that will get played either here or Punkanoi Worldwide. Would you the, say it was again, by the way? Gasp. Gasp. Okay. They are on Bandcamp. All right. I will be looking them up. Finale released 225 OPM. Uh, it's an EP on the third, or will be anyway. Uh, no Bragging Rights is releasing self-titled No Bragging Rights on the third. Feral Vices is releasing With Offerings EP on the third. Boss is releasing Cashman EP on the third. The Subjects is releasing a new EP. I don't know the name yet. Uh, that's on the third. Also on the third, Mahal Mahalium. It's a Swedish band. Mahalium. Mahalium. They're releasing AVD C4. I don't know what that means, but I've heard uh, a track off of it. I really do like it. I recommend checking it out. Another release, band from Hawaii, El Sancho. They're releasing a Christmas release. I think it had seven tracks. It's called Jollier Than Thou. And that's coming out on the 3rd, and I will definitely be playing one of those tracks either here or on Punkanoi Worldwide's Christmas episode as well. The Last Resort, nice. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. It's been a long time coming. They're releasing Skinhead Anthems 4 on the 4th. To the Helpless is releasing a Futile Guide to Modern Living LP on the 5th. If you've been listening to us since February when I think we released the first single, they released a single every month. Well, the LP has finally arrived. Well, uh, on Friday, or not Friday, but uh, on the 5th it is. So stay tuned on the 5th. Then All right. a handful of releases on the 10th. Strange Light is releasing The World Needs Laughter EP. Blind Spot is releasing 10 Years of Beers EP. Scarface is releasing 30 Years Nonstop of Chaotic Clockwork Ska. Barrera is releasing Vision, Visiones Nocturnas. That's on La Vida es un Mus Discos, and they're also releasing Homefront, which, and the, that's the band name. The album name is Think of the Lie, so same release label there for both of those. On the 10th, Coffin Curse Records is releasing Shitter's Full Compilation, which is a Christmas compilation on the 10th. And the Dizzy Brains is releasing Dahalo on the 10th. So what do you got to add, or what are you looking forward to? Well, I got a uh, really just one, well, basically two to add. Uh, but one that was released just a couple days ago on a 7-inch is from Project Sellout. Oh, yeah, I saw it's, that. Yeah, and it is a... Yeah, it's an EP. It's a 7-inch, but it does not have any music. It is called the Spoken Word 7-inch. So it's literally just the guys just uh, telling stories and little anecdotes and uh, just talking talking punk rock, talking skateboarding, and talking about their uh, talking about the scene in their hometown, pretty much. Cool. So, so yeah, pretty much, pretty much. If you want to hear like a. Uh, but really, what I just said—a spoken word of a band. If you want to hear a, if you want to get a history lesson, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So that one I think is worth checking out. But also the big, the big release to me was the album "The Return of the California Takeover." Awesome. 
Yeah, the California takeover. If you were alive, if you were a hardcore kid alive back in the uh, uh, back in the year 1996, the bands Earth Crisis, Snapcase, and Strife all got on board to uh, one show in California, and they played for two nights. Same bands, two nights, and they released an album that featured select songs from each of their sets through the California Takeover. That was released back in 1996. And now, 25 years later, all three of those bands got together and redid that same show, played two days in a row, and now they released another album, which, as I said, is called The Return of the California Takeover. Awesome. Yep. It's a great... uh, it's it's a great thing and sort of like uh, uh and sort of like reliving the glory days and also just kind of given uh uh given that nineties hardcore taste to younger audiences who were not around or uh, a little too young like I was. I mean, I was only two years old when they did that show. So right. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't anywhere near California, so it didn't uh I had no chance of seeing it back then. However, I get to uh, listen to part of the concerts, and as I will be doing now, and as you will be doing, I'm going to be choosing a song from each band's uh, set. Um, They have four songs for each band. Snapcase has four, Earth Crisis has four, and Strife has four. And yeah, next week, I will be doing one from Strife. The week after, I'll be doing Earth Crisis as my new song picks. This one, however, is Snapcase's turn. And the song that I chose was Caboose. Caboose is like their, uh, oh man, it is their peak song. It's the one that everybody listens to. It's their Blitzkrieg bop. It's their Die Die My Darling. It's their uh, Don't Stop Believing. Ew. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's basically the song that they save for the end of their set every show because that's the one that gets everybody the most. Uh, the most hyped, the craziest, you know, uh, crowd killing galore. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. And the interesting thing about this one, they actually bring out somebody to help sing the song. And it is none other than Davey Havoc, the guy from AFI. Cool. <laughs> yep. Cause if you, if you go back on Davey Havoc's history, he was like an old school, uh, Orange County punk rocker, hardcore kid, and that came in a lot of his uh, uh, of his output that he was creating with AFI in the early days. Of course, you don't hear it so much now in current AFI, but if you go back a ways, you hear that stuff. And he's also he's also interviewed in old school hardcore documentaries and talking about these bands. So he goes back. He's got ties with them. He's got. He's got connections. He's got his friendships and everything. So much so that that Snapcase actor asked him to join him on stage. So, without further ado, here is Snapcase Caboose live with Davey Havoc in the California Takeover.
love that. How at the end he's like, we're scatnace. <laughs> we're scatnace. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, yeah. There's a little taste of a of a bigger taste of the show that happened just earlier this year. Right. And and yeah, you can definitely hear more of it. It's on the streaming platforms. That's where I heard it. Uh, but you can't listen to the whole thing uh, in its entirety, at least without any, uh, at least without any breaks, and that's because it's released on each one's respective uh, streaming platform. Okay. So you gotta, so you gotta find the tracks that Earth Crisis did and the ones that Snapcase did, and then when you find them all, just put them on a playlist and then listen to it front to back as God intended. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yep. So, yep. There you go. There is a uh, part one of three of my little uh, of my little gushing towards the California Takeover album. It's a pretty good album. Just a spliced together live album of three different bands. Kind of unheard of these days, right? Yeah. In fact, live albums in general are kind of unheard of these days. I agree. Well, something else that's kind of unheard of is. Uh, the next release that we're doing here, uh, the band Day Drinker, they did a split with The Beggar Belief, and it's one track each, and the split is a part of Smith & Miller Records' seven-inch split series. So the unheard of part is it's bands that aren't ska bands doing ska music. The series is called We Can Do the Ska, and so there's one track from each of these bands, and... Uh, we're going to play a track from Day Drinker, which is called 1996. If you're curious, the other splits uh, that are on Smith & Miller Records, which looks like an independent record label from Berlin, Germany, in case you were curious, and that is probably where you can go find these actual hard copies. Uh, and speaking of the, the bands that we're talking about, Day Drinker being a band from Belgium and Holland, and then The Beggar Belief coming from... Uh, Greece, so that these are some European bands. I'm unfamiliar with the other bands because this one is Volume Three, but the other two that were released have bands Mata Rados and Los Problemas, and then another one has Church of Confidence and Chicken Reloaded. So <laughs> there you go. Chicken Reloaded. Chicken Reloaded. Those are the the bands that are on that split series. Uh, from Smith & Miller Records, so go check those out. I definitely want to check out the Beggar Belief track. I like that band a lot, too. So I'm curious as to how they're making a track go ska, I guess. Uh, the band, in case you're unfamiliar with Day Drinker, we've played them several times, and I want to thank Bart for always sharing the band's music with us. It features band members of The Reapers, Nations on Fire, and Malad. Uh those bands obviously coming from Belgium and Holland. So go check out that split series. I think it was officially released on November 22nd. Uh, I think it is probably only on hard copy right now, but maybe you might be able to find it digitally. I'm not sure yet. But go check them out. Check out this track with us right now. This is 1996. It is Day Drinker showing We Can Do the Ska.
What'd you think? <laughs> well, they definitely did the sky. I will give them that. Um, I think I will be uh, slightly more impressed if I if I had some if I had some background about the band, if I knew what they sounded like before. We've played them before. You're you're gonna have to go check out Day Drinker. They've got a couple EPs out. Uh, okay. They, I thought they did a cool job with the ska, and they kind of brought like a rock and roll sound with the ska. Yeah. Yeah, it's I hear the rock and roll part in there, and uh, and yeah, I hear those kind of like a heavy chanty vocals, like right in the uh, right in the middle of the chorus. Yeah. It's like this is who we are. Yes. Well, I think yeah. it turned out cool. Uh, like I say, I'm looking forward to checking out the Beggar Belief track. Uh, and, you know, I guess see who they get if they continue to do more than just the three volumes there over on Smith & Miller Records there out of Germany. So be on the lookout for it. Again, it is called We Can Do the Ska. So look for those at Smith & Miller Records. That was Day Drinker. Track was 1996. Let's play one more new one, and this one is the band Mark Murphy and The Meds. This is some pop punk coming at us from Liverpool in the UK. The record label Horn and Hoof Records on in Manchester, they released this. It's out on vinyl, CD, and I think there's a handful of other labels. You can go look for it as well, but we definitely play a lot of stuff. Coming from Horn and Hoof Records, so I want to thank them for sharing this with us. Uh, there were two tracks, but we're going to go with this one. Uh, this one's called Stuck Inside. Their new album that they released, Mark Murphy and the Meds, is called On the Brink, and it came out November 8th. So uh, good stuff. Go check it out. If you like this sound, go check it out. Uh, th- there's some familiarity. There's a, a song that this reminds me of. I can't think of it. Was it an Oasis song or something like that? I'm putting that in in your head there, Eric. That way maybe if you uh-huh. think the same thing, you can confirm, or maybe I'm just hearing shit. So. Let's well, the only Oasis song I'm familiar with is the one that everyone else is, you know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I don't know if it's that one or not, so maybe you won't get it. But uh, And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's something totally different. But let's get into it. It is Stuck Inside. Here's Mark Murphy and The Meds.
So, what'd you think? Well, for one, I don't really think it's uh, entirely my cup of tea. It's, uh, I don't know, the vocals are a little too, I can't exactly say it in uh, any words other than too pop punk. That's why, you know, the, I saw that they're described as pop punk, and I think that the vocals are the pop punk part. I thought that the, maybe the music's a little pop punk, but I thought there was a lot of, uh, like, punk rock and roll element to the actual music. And so, yes, I get that. Did not remind you of anything Oasis-related, though, did it? Not really. You come <laughs> with the very the very minimum of Oasis that I have listened to, it does not sound like the Gallagher's. There, I think there was some specific lyrics that are like the same, but just a small portion, and it was towards the last, kind of in the last third of the track, and uh, that's what I think I'm I was hearing, but who knows? Maybe I'm just full of shit. So, well, as yeah, as far as lyrics go, I mean, I have no wherewithal of their lyrical output, so <laughs> I couldn't even begin to compare it. Well, that was Mark Murphy and the Meds stuck inside the track. Go check out on the brink over at Horn and Hoof Records. Eric, yeah. let's do some older, lesser known. Yeah, uh, really quick. I wanted to point out something uh, uh, got, uh, very off topic, but I like the fact that it's called Mark Murphy and the Meds. And they uh, you're relating them to Oasis a little bit, who are the Gallagher's. I'm thinking Murphy, Gallagher. We got some very Irish-based names right here. <laughs> there you go, right? I <laughs> know. Uh, in fact, it was uh, when I was trying to think of the brothers' names in Oasis, I'm like, I know they share the same last name as the family from Shameless. Yes. But now I can't remember. <laughs> and then I think Mark Murphy, okay, they share the last name with the, the family from F is for Family. Oh, right. And both of which, both of which have dads named Frank. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's kind of weird how this is all like uh, connected in a weird way, even right. though they have nothing to do with each other other than just hey, a coincidence. Right. <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, just had to uh, point that out. Maybe our listeners will find that funny. Right. Um, move, <laughs> but moving onward. Moving on. Uh, yes, my lesser known track these guys are definitely not old in fact they are very current the song that i chose is from an album that was released last year actually was it an album uh yeah it's an album it's nine it's nine tracks long it's okay, an album there you go yep <laughs> anyway the album is the album in question is entitled numeros en la memoria by the band rex urger I don't know how to say that in Spanish. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong as hell, but they do have a song called Resurger, and that is the song that I am playing. These guys are from, uh, uh, how do we pronounce this name? Managua, Nicaragua? Nicaragua, yeah, yeah yep. Yep, Managua, Managua, Nicaragua. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah. This, is the, this is, I can safely say, the first band from Nicaragua that I am playing on this show. So, Congratulations, Rexurger or Resurger. Uh, feel free to comment and fact check me on that <laughs> if you listen to it. But regardless, the the whole album is uh, is really good, and and yeah, it has just got that old school uh, late eighties youth crew energy, hardcore, and they are a straight edge band. I'm looking at their band camp right now. 
the guy has got one of those little uh, straight edge watches, you know, with the X on it. And he's got an X on his hand. So, yeah, we can see where they're going. Right. <laughs> yeah. But even if you can't relate to the uh, straight edge lyrics, just uh, just be thankful if you don't speak Spanish. So you don't get lost in the <laughs> their messages that you can't relate to. There you go. <laughs> 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 oh man but yeah these guys their music is entirely in spanish and yet just have a translator on the ready if you really want to know what they're saying but their music regardless is still heavy it's still very fun i recommend listening to this entire album and here's a taste of that album here is resurger from rex surger maybe <laughs> So you get that old school uh, hardcore vibe coming from these guys. And, and yeah, you could just feel all the energy and all the, what I'm assuming, PMA coming from them. Right? <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I do I do not speak Spanish at all. The uh, closest I speak is its sister language, Italian. So, uh, but we'll get to uh, the little, uh, we'll get to that language barrier later. Right. Absolutely. We will. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh stay tuned everybody stay tuned uh, anyway yep anyway up next up next we have the band the afraid i want to thank dakota for reaching out uh, you know putting the afraid back on my radar i played the afraid back in punk world worldwide may 
of 2020. They had a single uh, Growing Up Blues that they released back in 2019, and I played that single there. And then they did have a release, looks like on their band camp, like several other tracks prior to that release anyway. Uh, they had a bunch of singles, and they put them together, seven tracks on uh, a release called Here They Come, and I played the track Bombs Away on SLC Punkcast episode 174, August of 2020. That's crazy. August of 2020. That was over a year ago. Wow. It's 2021. So it's been a while since I played The Afraid. And 174. What episode are we on? 240? That's all we've got? That 240. <laughs> it's been a year and like four months, and we've only got from 174 to 240. What's going on? Well, I, I don't know. I don't control the numbers, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, The Afraid, here they come. I actually really like that release, and I was going to pick a track from it. And the more I listened, I thought, you know what? I'm probably going to pick that as uh, just a great cover to cover here coming up. So it'll be in a few episodes, but I wanted to play one of their other singles that came out after they put Here They Come out. And this track is called Checking Out. There were, I think, three, maybe four singles released, including that Growing Up Blues that I mentioned. I played over on Punkanoi Worldwide. Well, this is another one. And again, I want to thank Dakota because this band is awesome. I remember playing that other track and really enjoying it and, you know, listening to uh, all of those tracks, trying to figure out the one I wanted to play today and just realizing, you know what, I really like that release, but I uh, probably won't have room to play another great cover-to-cover album for a few episodes. So we'll put that off. And in the meantime, because I want to talk about it, here we go. Here's The Afraid with that single. It's checking out. It came out uh, October 7th of 2019, so just a couple years ago. And if you're unfamiliar with the band, The Afraid, they are from Los Angeles area there in California. So here we go. Here's The Afraid with Checking Out. Let's make friends! 
That is The Afraid. What did you think of The Afraid? Well, that was definitely a step up from your last pick. <laughs> uh, but no, that uh, that is definitely more my style. Really, a bit more aggressive and a bit, uh, well, also still at the same times, pretty easy on the ears. We'll say, <laughs> right? Just great street punk. You know, I'm a big fan. You know, I, I have a hard time deciding. You know, maybe which subgenre of punk is my favorite, but it's somewhere between hardcore street punk and oi you know all the rest i like but uh you know i guess it depends on the day but a lot of days i'm really into some great street punk like that band right there yeah no i hear you mine stuff mine is just uh anywhere between uh hardcore and metallic hardcore metalcore <laughs> the stuff that i obsess over right and, uh, and yeah i sprawl out from uh time to time i love quite a bit of it <laughs> right but yeah, that's uh, that's basically my hub. Well, this is not your hub then, but it's Christmas music. So let's do some Christmas music. What did you pick for the Christmas track on this episode? Well, I chose a band that really I think only a few people know about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, only a couple. Yeah, only a couple. Yeah, they're this band called the Ramones. Kind of weird now that I think about it. They've been around for a long time time and nobody even talks about them anymore i know what's going on <laughs> yeah but apparently they're uh apparently they're called the uh, godfathers of punk if not the actual founders of it i don't know we'll see we'll play this song and we'll see what how they stand on that level but they do have a christmas song yes they do yeah they have a christmas song came from their album brain drain in 1989 and and yeah, this is one that uh, I guess is a fan favorite because I've seen it come up on a lot of Christmas punk rock playlists. Oh, good. Yeah, sure. without fail. <laughs> it's sort of like a oi to the world. It's got to be on there, man. Okay, fair enough. So, so yeah, in the spirit of uh, December finally kicking in, it is now officially Christmas season. There, happy. <laughs> <laughs> It is the 1st of December, so let's start off the celebration right with a song from the Ramones, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight with... Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry, Merry 
And just like that, we've kicked off doing some Christmas tracks. Yep, there <laughs> we go. Might as well have started from a band who has been there since the beginning. Right? Yeah, kind of a, yeah, kind of a, oh man, I don't know, kind of a fitting setting if you think about it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Ramones, they are a really good band if you haven't heard of them for some reason, then I suggest listening to their vast assortment of uh, one minute and a half to two and a half minute songs. <laughs> that one just over two. Yep, just over two minutes. It won't take up a lot of your time to listen to one, maybe two, but if you listen to their whole discography, if you have an hour to spare, you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Well, we are going to do a great cover to cover album. We're going to do an interview. We're going to play some tracks off of fall brawl compilation surrounding that interview. All of that is coming up, but before we get there, we're going to talk about maybe some live shows, upcoming shows, stuff like that. What do you got to add? Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's start off with the shows that I had seen. One was a show that I was planning on going to, but, Budget and finances being what they were, I was not able to make it happen. Or so I thought. One of my friends got a, uh, got a message and uh, from another mutual friend of ours saying, Hey, we have these tickets to see Black Label Society and Obituary, but apparently my boyfriend knows the merch girl. And she managed to get us on the list. So do you and someone else, you know, want these free tickets? So she said, yes, Eric, <laughs> we're going. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so yeah, another reason why I was uh, uh, planning on swinging it is, uh, one, I love obituary. I am currently wearing the shirt that I bought from that show, um, which is kind of weird now that I think about it. The fact that. Really, in the past few episodes, I have been wearing a different shirt, all of them new, from a show that I had seen prior. Nice. <laughs> like uh, uh, like last week, I believe I was wearing the, uh, I believe I was wearing my drain shirt. Uh, a couple of weeks before that, I was wearing my suffocator shirt. And <laughs> even before that, I was wearing my filth lord shirt. All shirts that I had purchased because I had seen them live. And now, once again, with my obituary shirt. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, obituary, they're phenomenal. They are one of the best old school death metal bands. They were definitely the ones to like uh, bring uh, more hardcore and punk rock spirit as far as their musical delivery goes because they're not incredibly technical. But I was really mainly there for those guys. Put on a great set. It was a lot of fun. The pits were definitely circular and there were a lot of uh redneck headbangers out there. Nice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it makes sense because they bug with like a lot of the uh old school death metal bands subsided in florida actually tampa was the uh, death metal capital of the late 80s and 90s nice that's cool yeah because that's where a lot of bands uh either are from or recorded okay. so there's a yeah there's a bit of a death metal trivia for you and uh so yeah Went to went to obituary, great set, saw the saw the band the second time, and I did not stick around for Black Label Society because I am not a fan. I am just like, well, at least I got to see obituary for free and I didn't pay fifty dollars for one ticket to see one band. 
There you go. That worked out. Yep, it did work out. So that was a great set. That was a great show. But now let's get back to uh, punk rock, the uh, <laughs> punk show that I not only attended, but also played in the Quarters Bar and Arcade. Okay. Oh, yes. That is a way to really get these uh, punks and uh, hardcore kids and metalheads together in under one roof. Just uh, you got the three main things. You got live music, you have beer, and you have video games and arcade games. It's like, all right, fine, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it was a it was a great set, but also a great setting. You know, in between bands, in between setups, we're going out and playing pinball, or I was playing uh, Miss Pac Man, and just a uh, slamming quarters left and right. They had an Iron Maiden pinball machine there, nice. and and Tyler, my bassist, he said he. He just put in like $40 worth of quarters just trying to beat his high score. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a, he's a pinball fanatic. He loves it. It's like a, it's like a war history uh, helmets, <laughs> from, <laughs> helmets and guns from battle and pinball. Those are the things he loves the most. Awesome. <laughs> and I guess playing music, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the the artists that were playing uh, that were playing that that night alongside us were uh, Courtney Lane and The Chain. Uh, Courtney Lane, she is a wonderful, talented singer and pianist. She uh, uh, she has an amazing voice. Just uh, she got some fucking pipes, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and just uh, hearing her stuff live, it sounds like uh, the music sounds like very lounge jazz type music, very calming. And her music, they just, her lyrics, they just carry throughout, throughout that platform. It was a really good, it was a really good uh, experience. They also covered the, uh, uh, the song from Kill Bill. The, he shot me down, bang, bang. I hit the ground, bang, bang. Okay. Yeah, really great, really great cover, especially with uh, Courtney Lane doing it. I got nothing but, I got nothing but good things to say about her and her band just yeah laying in the chain check them out they're really good uh the other band was suffocator speaking of shirts that i have been wearing (laughs) (laughs) oh man but for good reason suffocator is a great band and we were there for their first show we played their first show and this was their second show and we were also playing that awesome (laughs) Yeah, Suffocator is a great one. They just barely released their album on cassette tape. So after the show, I was like, I need to get me one of those. And Josh, he recognized me from the last from the last one. And we me and him talked. We got pretty buddy buddy. So he was like, here, just uh take the cassette. I go, Well, are you interested in one of ours? He's like, Yeah, why not? Okay. So we swapped cassettes. There you go. <laughs> yep. I'm like, yep, we'll uh We'll call it even on that. And <laughs> so, yeah, I have one of Suffocator's first cassette tapes. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, they were really good. They have a, yeah, they have a good stage presence. And Josh, he just, uh, he just goes nuts when he's playing guitar. He's just doing, you know, simple three chord stuff. He was actually calling himself out. Just be like, yeah, this next song is uh, uh, inspired from a movie that I watched. And it was the song uh, Night's 
Terror, or no, not the Night Terror, Night Stalker. It was the movie based on uh, Richard Ramirez or the documentary on Richard Ramirez. Okay. Yeah. And he's just saying, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I wish that I was uh, talented enough to, uh, you know, come up with lyrics and those weird little, uh, make weird little thick lyrics and be poetic about it and shit. But now I have a song about how dirty my room is and how much of a piece of shit it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He literally does. Nice. <laughs> and in fact, after he uh, mentioned that, I started singing the lyrics to Start Today. My room's a mess and I can't get dressed. And <laughs> the, the bassist goes, hey, got to be out by 8 o'clock. So I respond, keep inside. I know the answer. So we just kept going back and forth. It was a great, great time. That was a great time. That's awesome. Then, of course, then, of course, we took the stage. Anonymous had a bit of a redemption round from our last show, which we were kind of uh, we weren't satisfied with. I mean, I thought we were OK. I said that we were like maybe 80 percent in the pocket, but <laughs> the other members would suggest otherwise. <laughs> but we all were to, we were all in agreement that this set was one of our best. We. Oh, man, we played the longest set on there, and we had a bunch of people moving in. We had people moving in circles. We had people slamming into each other, flailing their arms and like, oh, just going nutty. And I also gave my friend some mic time during a halo head. Awesome. I just, yeah, I went on to my uh, little spiel on how. Uh, how people have uh, helped me out in my times of need, not because they were doing it with a promise of a better afterlife, but because they did it because it was right. It was the right thing to do. Right. And then eventually I worked my way up to, uh, uh, to the big shouty, no one has a halo on their head, but I was like, here, Jack, you take it. <laughs> and he, and they let it in magical time. Never been able to do that with, uh, any band. Or really at any show that this band played. And I'm looking at him. He's like, his lips are moving. He's like got all the lyrics memorized. I go, buddy, I love you. (laughs) Yep. And um, yeah. And finally, I finally got to not only see, but play with Marine Corps. And Marine Corps, they are fun. They are a fun little band. Just these, by these kids who had just barely turned 21. (laughs) some of them <laughs> yeah because i mean quarters the uh, uh the venue is called the dlc which is a 21 plus but these kids are these kids are young enough and they are rowdy enough and they have music that was like uh yep you could definitely tell that they are just they are just barely starting out they are fresh out of their mama, mama's basements <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guys i don't mean to talk shit because they're they're homies they're really good people you de- they definitely have a lot of potential they got a lot of uh, fun songs i mean i was dancing to it um but to put it into perspective their lead singer he was uh he was uh reading the lyrics off his uh phone sort of like a fucking uh, uh <laughs> oh man I can't remember the official word for it, but just that little monitor where you're, uh, yeah, a prompter. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He was reading it off his phone and even had like uh, pages with all the words scribbled on there. So he was playing So he was singing with his head uh, down, looking at the lyrics. Okay. We got it. 
<laughs> then back up, then back down, then back up and back down. And their guitarist, he was actually handling most of the vocal work pretty much. <laughs> That's funny. I'm just like, oh, you guys are so, you know, just want to pinch their cheeks. <laughs> so, so yeah, I do like Marine Corps. They, uh, they remind me of the music that I made when I was uh, in high school slash fresh out of high school. I'm not, I'm not exactly happy with that music, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe but, one day they'll reflect upon theirs. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, they're a new band. There's nowhere to go but up, pretty much, because I sense the passion is there with those guys. They were a lot of fun. And also, my boy Landon, he was at the show, and he took a lot of great photos. You can find those on uh, Marine Corps' uh, Instagram and also our Instagram, which we will plug at the end of the show. Awesome. Yep. So that was a great show, great set, great time, great drinks, great people. There was, I literally have nothing bad to say about that show. And we got paid, which was fucking rad. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's people nice. bought our merch. <laughs> that's good yeah. too. Yep. Nice to feel the, nice to feel the love for our material items. Right. <laughs> uh, well, good. Oh, so, yeah. We'll be, we'll be playing uh, one more this year. Actually, Quarters really enjoyed us so much that they actually reached out to us say, asking if we wanted to play a show uh, in December. Unfortunately, it was the same day that we are also scheduled to play a show elsewhere at the uh, Beehive. So we're like, damn it. All right. Sorry. But we will be back. Keep us in mind. Right. That's cool. Well, th- that's a, a nice problem to have. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you're getting asked to play too many shows and you yes. can't do it because, well, now I have this show. Now I have this show. Right? Yeah. I mean, count your blessings, I guess. Right, indeed. <laughs> uh, anyway, those are the uh, two shows that I have uh, been to this last week. Um, as Dustin said, he has not been to any that is which true. is unfortunate yeah i have not been to anything i have uh i've not even left my house so i will just mention a handful of shows that will be coming up that people could go see the one i've mentioned numerous times since we did the dead 77 interview uh that's in houston texas this week december 3rd and december 4th features bands like endless struggle wheels blank 77 sniper 66 Gen Y, Broken Cuffs, Crime Revenge, Liberty and Justice, Wrecked, obviously Dead 77 because I said them, Reagan Era, Rejects, and several others. So if you're in Houston, you should go check out Punksmas Fest because that looks like that is going to be a blast. Two days worth of shows there. Then on December 4th, if you are in Fredericksburg, Virginia, you can go do Cult Fest 3, Already Dead, The Get Off, Dead format, school drugs, the mostly dead, some kind of nightmare, 333. All of those bands will be playing. That is in Fredericksburg on the 4th. If for some reason you can't make it to Houston, but you can make it there, go check that out. On December 11th, the Pogos, Italian Blood, Diamond Dogs, and Side Pocket Louie, they are going to be playing in, what is it, Ard, Ardmore, Pennsylvania. And that is going to be a good show. 
Uh, we're going to be talking about Italian blood here shortly. That's going to be on the 11th. Also on the 11th, the only U.S. show for suicidal tendencies. They're playing with TSOL, DOA, and Reagan Youth on December 11th in Dallas, Texas. So if you want to check that out or travel to it, you might want to go get some tickets. That's coming up soon. If you want to travel, this is kind of far out in advance. Uh, they just did some New York shows, Boston and Philly, in late November. But coming up, two shows in Denver on December 17th and 18th. You will get to see Bouncing Souls, Face to Face, and Suicide Machines. So if you want to travel to Denver, uh, you'll definitely get to see some awesome bands there. Uh, last show, well, that one's December 17th. We'll wait till it gets a little closer. I'm going to mention now... Friends Miss 21, that ha- is happening here in Salt Lake City on Friday, December 10th at the Urban Lounge. It'll be benefiting Utah Domestic Violence Coalition, and it'll feature racist Kramer, cop drama, fail to follow, pirates of the promised land. So definitely get out and check it out. It's free. They'll be doing raffle prizes, which will be generating money for the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. And over on Punkanoi Worldwide, it should have been out already, but because I'm sick, I put it off, unfortunately, but CJ, uh, he is the singer for Racist Kramer, and we had him on an interview, Eric and I did, over the summer for Racist Kramer's new album that came out on Pie and Beer Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is going to join me, and we're going to talk or play a few cover tracks, but talk about that show and try to plug it. That'll be on Punk and Our Worldwide, so hopefully soon. Should have came out earlier this week. I am working on not being sick, but I am unsuccessful at that so far. And I don't want to get anybody else sick. Again, that's why Eric and I are not in the same space. So uh, that's all I've got to add. Anything else you want to add, or are you ready to jump into your album? Oh, real quick, I forgot to mention earlier, the We Can Do the Ska can be purchased at smithandmillerrecords.de forward slash shop you can get all three copies which are 10 basically 10 euros a piece and there's a lot of other cool releases there if you want to get releases over on smith and miller records i forgot to mention that on as to where you can get it since i think it's only on hard copy at the moment like i said so now eric back to you (laughs) yes i do have uh i do have a few and i mean a few shows to plug excellent uh yes one that's uh upcoming in uh on the third of december is going going to be at aces high with the band's citizen hypocrisy damn dirty vultures and broken glass on the fourth we have at there is no name for this venue but it is formerly known as the gold blood collective the address would be 740 740 west 1700 south so really just kind of kitty corner from aces high anyway this will include black lung society no juror dead meat suffocator baked god supreme real flip and skull fuck cool so yeah quite a few bands on that one and that will be suffocators first show awesome without us without us (laughs) (laughs) technically their third show we won't be there for that one Mm. well you gotta let the kids go out into the world someday (laughs) (laughs) uh the both of them are all of them are probably older than me they are older than me i'm gonna say it right now anyway also on the fourth at the Soundwell is Authority Zero, American Humor, and Shysters. 
So that'll be a fun one. I wanted to go see Authority Zero, but I have a feeling I'm not going to be feeling well. So I will not be seeing that, I'm sure. I won't be seeing it. Authority Zero is not really someone I've flocked to. But I hear they put on a good live show. They do. So I hear. Anyway, (laughs) and finally, also on the 4th at Aces High is going to be the first annual Arto Bash by the podcast Artocast. Cool. Yep. And that will be inclusive of the bands Ass Eats Foot, Thundersack, Public Disorder, Narc, Roy, and Mola Ramp. Cool. Yeah, so quite a stacked lineup on that one. Right. And and yeah, Assy's Foot is the other endeavor of which I am a part. So uh, and we got some weird things involving uh involving a kiddie pool and Hawaiian shirts. So yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to get out there and check it out. Oh yeah. It's something that has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> right. Uh Anyway, from there, we have, on the 5th of December, we have CU Space Cowboy coming through their, on their tour with Greyhaven and Wrist Meat Razor and Vatican at Kilby Court. Cool. Yeah. That is a hell of a name, Wrist Meat Razor. Yeah, it Kind is. of makes you think of the old MySpace days, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, we don't really need to reflect on that. In fact, we shouldn't be reflected at all. We're looking into the near future. Right. Um, and also on the 5th is uh, not really a show, but it will be the uh, Punk Rock Flea Market. The 5th of December, like I said, starting at 3 p.m., going to 8 p.m., and it will be at Sugar Space. Sugar Space. There we go. Excellent. It's going to be, and yep, just a bunch of... Uh, uh, just a bunch of little punks from the scene selling their wares, selling some, uh, selling some of their arts pieces and whatever things that they have uh, created. Maybe even getting rid of some old shirts, posters, records, CDs, VHS tapes, anything of that sort. So go ahead and uh, check that out. You can find some really neat tokens there. Cool. I actually found. It was at a punk rock flea market that I found one of the LPs I have, that being System Works for Them by Os Rotten. Awesome. I was so stoked for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, those are all the upcoming shows happening in the next seven days. Pretty uh, pretty stacked. I think that's making up for the uh, the, sh- the shows that, w- that did not happen in that assortment of Thanksgiving weekend and trying to cram in as much before Christmas weekend. I agree. Yeah, maybe so. But we'll see where that goes. There's a lot more to come. Well, let's get into your album. We're almost to the interview. Let's, let's talk. You're going to play an album, though. You're going to get an album. Then we're going to do the interview. What do you got? Yes, I'm I'm going to play the album. And this is one that I have been putting off for quite some time. Uh, I was going to play it last week, if you remember, but being that Hank Von Hell had passed away, I, ca- I had to play something something that was Turbo Negro. So, now that no one that I personally have a connection with has died in the <laughs> punk rock music scene, right? I'm going to talk about this fucking album, California Cursed by Drain. Oh, uh, Yes. I've talked about Drain a little bit on this show. Played their uh, played their single that was released via Epitaph this year, 
just, uh, I think it was a couple months back. So that was also the thing. I didn't want to play uh, the same band's music too close together. So I spaced it out, just kind of picked a time when I could do the album that came out last year. And here we are now. The album California Cursed, it is a great, it is a great presentation of the modern wave of crossover thrash. You definitely hear a lot of uh, power trip worship. You hear a lot of the old school Iron Reagan type stuff. And these guys, you can just tell they are having fun on this album. And, and yeah, it was really hard for me to choose just two songs. In fact, with the two that I chose, I have told Dustin that we have to play them back to back. Kind of the same thing I did a few episodes ago with the Dead Heat album. They just go so well together. <laughs> yeah, the songs that I have are Bad Faith and California Cursed, the title track. They are the last two songs you will hear on the record. So, I don't know, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. But I urge you, listen to the rest of the album. If you like what you hear, uh, that we, if you like what you hear of what we play here, then you very well could like the remaining seven or eight tracks. I forget how many there are on there. But regardless, here are the last two. Here is Bad Faith, followed by California Cursed.
<laughs> yeah, another little uh another little bit of Ramones right there as a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I ask you, did you notice when one song ended and the other began? No, I was looking away because I was, you know, wanted to decide and then uh I knew the tracks were only around like two and two and a half minutes, and after a while I looked up like this song's got to be over, and it was already halfway into the next song. Like, oh, well, I don't know when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> right? That same type of effect that uh, that those two Dead Heat songs had on me. And I was like, God damn it. Two for two. <laughs> I guess uh, four for four in two separate albums where right. two songs needed to be played right next to each other. Right. So, so, yeah, I, uh, I award you guys for not only making a uh, great album which i wish it was released this year otherwise it would be on my list for best albums of 2021 but i am a year and uh seven months too late (laughs) as this came out in uh april of 2020 so that's okay that's okay (laughs) well the album is out consider it a uh Consider it an honorable mention for last year. <laughs> right. Yep. But Dead Heat is still on my list for this year. Just want to let everybody know. <laughs> so, what I was saying, I could, I compliment you guys for having such a great album. And part of that is that it also flows. It flows so well. They also have a song out here called The Process of Weeding Out, which if you do enough digging in Black Flag's discography, that is the name of one of their... I think song (laughs) it's really just a 10 minute jam track of Greg Ginn just going all weird and and spacey on his guitar. It's just, uh, it's the, it's the era of black, black flag that others would like to like to choose, like to think that it didn't happen. (laughs) Okay, but I'm losing the plot here. Drain is awesome. Their song, Process of Weeding Out, is awesome. So just check out that whole album. Do it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we're going to do an interview here in just a second. Let's play a track before we do. We're going to play a track from Italian Blood. T is in the band Italian Blood. Italian Blood is also featured on the compilation we're going to be talking about. T also puts together the Oi to the World compilations. And Fall Brawl is Oi to the World Volume 4, it was officially released on November 18th of 2021, as you'll hear in the interview. Uh, I think today, digitally, uh, when I say digitally, I mean like Spotify streaming. There we go. That's the better word for it. Uh, You might be able to find them. I have not confirmed yet, but uh, you'll hear more of those details in the interview. Uh, We're going to play a track here from... Uh, Italian Blood in a moment, and then after the interview, we'll play one other track, and that'll be from the band Brutus's Daughters. We'll talk about them during the interview. A real quick rundown of bands that you will find on this compilation are Blisterhead, Brutus's Daughters, The Boldness, Antidote NYHC doing a cool cover of If the Kids Are United, Broken Cuffs, Mob Mentality, Crashed Out, The Abductors, Italian Blood, S-O-A-W, Antagonizers ATL, The Warriors, Knockoff, Idle Minds, Chupascabra, and probably the best name on the compilation, Scapository. 
<laughs> I love that name. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I still have to hear that track. Uh, I've got the compilation. I've heard a handful of tracks. Some of them I already knew. Some of the tracks specifically I already knew. Uh, really cool bands, and we'll talk more about all those details. I'll save that for the interview portion. Again, I apologize if it does not appear I did as good a job editing out all the spaces and so forth, but rather than holding up because I just haven't been able to sit down and take care of that, we'll get into all that. Let's listen to the track here from the band Italian Blood. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with them, uh, we did an interview uh, over the summer, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the band here. But the band uh, being from Baltimore area, uh, the track, this is a new track from them, and the track is called How You Doing? So let's get into it. Here's Italian Blood off of Fall Brawl with How You Doing, and the interview will follow. How You Doing? Italian blood and we are now here with the instigator behind that <laughs> band known only as T or T Soprano initials TS I T Grazie, grazie. Oh, it was a good time to be on and thanks for playing the track. Thanks for having me on. 
Absolutely. Ah, prego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I learned at least one Italian word. This <laughs> <laughs> So uno italiano qui. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into anyway. Fall Brawl. That track is off of Fall Brawl. Tell us about Oi to the World Volume 4. So Fall Brawl, man. I remember I first <laughs> I had the idea a while ago, but I first obviously noted it on the show we had back in the summer. Uh I wanted just to uh, accomplish something like really like old fashioned slash new school like Oi Band, you know. Anytime I think of like going to shows, uh, especially like in the fall, always like just, you know, wild and crazy shit all the time. And then um, I'm an old, like old school wrestling fan and uh, fall brawl had probably like, I don't know, four or five uh, uh, years of pay-per-views on uh, WCW. So I, you know, just love the name. And I was like, this is what everyone thinks about a punk show and like Orient Street Punk. You know, was, uh, I remember there was a shirt from uh, Blood for Blood and it said, uh, that they were at a fight and a uh, blood for blood show broke out. And I was like, that's what I think of like this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's like, went to a political rally and a refused show broke out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. So I was looking for those types of bands. I've just been talking to uh, David and Dan from uh, Lake town and uh, Liberty or uh, death records. So a uh, huge fan of uh, Blitzerhead. I think we're going to try to go to, Sweden at some point, and if I can get those guys on a show, it'd be awesome. The uh, Boldness, sort of like upcoming band, um, huge fan of theirs. I feel like those bands are you know pretty hot. So I was happy to get them on, and then you know just kind of feel like the rest got like the Warriors, got uh, Mob Mentality, the Abductors, uh, Antagonizers, uh, Broken Cuffs. They're like a yeah, new favorite band of mine. I like a lot. Oh yeah, um, these guys are just off the hook. So and then I um, you know as always just kind of fill it up with some bands I know or bands that I know that uh. Uh, at least I've heard of, and you know, trying to get them some uh, play, some recognition, and, you know, get everybody on a comp. Well, the the titles of the gone. tracks, for the most part, all really fit. And then, if you don't think the title fits as much, then just listen to the tracks. The theme is great all the way throughout. Yeah, man, Bloody Knuckles was the first one. I was like, okay, easy one. <laughs> so, yeah, I can put this first. Set the tone. Um, uh, set the tone. Uh, I really liked uh, Brutus Daughters. Try to get them on the last album. If they're like um, five or six in the band, you got a couple of females in the band, and um, it's like, all right, I'll get you on like this next one. They're from Spain, and I keep hearing a lot of really good shit from Spain, man. You know, just everyone else, I either am a fan of like the label they're on or, you know, stuff like that. I was just happy to get everybody together. I thought it was a uh, great comp, and we'll hopefully have this um, out on the uh, streaming service soon, band camp right now. But uh, my distributor, he told me four or five days, but I don't know what the fuck that means. It's always, you know, <laughs> it, could be, it could be two days, it could be 14, or I could get some you know, random email after they said it's final that says, oh, uh, we fucked, we got to do something else. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, hopefully, you know, I guess the only issue I had with this one is it took me a little longer to get out than I wanted to. But um, as long as it hits like the, the uh, streaming sites and everyone shares it, like as I've been doing, you know, I think it'd be good. Awesome. Well, the artwork. We'll talk. Let's talk about the artwork. It looks, uh, you know, similar artist maybe or to the last one, the the female punk Oyan Ska. Is that the same artist that did that, or just you know along the same theme there? Because it looks very similar as, as far as the style goes. Yeah, that's um. So the other band I play in, uh, Dead and Lane, that's the the uh, drummer. 
and he did both uh, covers. He's a tattoo artist as well as an artist. So uh, I hit him up. I actually was going to have my wife do it. She got an iPad. She's been an artist for 25 years, but she just got it. She's like, I got to figure this shit out for a few days and just hit backing up, backing up. So I called up my brother, Anthony, his real name. Um, and, you know, uh, we got it going. And uh, if anyone's listening to this and you're in the uh, DC area, he is an excellent tattoo artist. That was hitting me up. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I think my favorite uh, part of it was because I told him, hey, man, you know, here's my idea. Just kind of go with it. Is in the left hand corner in the bottom, there's a chick who is uh, got this guy in a headlock beating the crap out of him. And he has a peace sign on him. And I was like, that's a great touch, man. So, <laughs> it turned out well then. Absolutely. And again, you can see the the similarity, so it kind of ties the last one to this one, even though the music is, you know, obviously it's different since the last one was female punk, Oi and Scott. This one has uh, less female involvement, but still some on there. So yeah. the, the album artwork kind of ties the two together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, I try to get a lot more females on this band, too, uh, on this comp, but, you know, just look at the draw. But uh, the Brutus Daughters, though, They've got some killer shit. Like they've they've got the street vibe, but then they do a lot of like, like bagpipes and shit. And you're like, oh, this must be Irish band. And then I'm like, no, they're from Spain. I was like, that was very interesting. So, <laughs> but outside of the Oi street punk, they got like some really good choruses and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm very happy to have them on. That's awesome. <clears throat> the The great thing about comps, and we talk about this, is you know you see a comp and you see bands that you enjoy you you know i'm a big fan of mob mentality and the abductors antagonizers atl warriors knockoff all really great bands that i've listened to for you know all of them for several years cuz they've all been around for so long and then you get to be like oh okay i like this so i'm going to start let me listen to who some of these other bands are or maybe reminders of some bands that i don't know as well like i i listened to crashed out before but it's been a while i was like oh yeah i know crashed out let me check out this track and it's like oh yeah that's really cool i'm glad you know you get to discover or in some cases rediscover and as we were talking about before we got going soaw scapository and then brutus's daughters were bands that i had never heard of at all let alone heard their music but never heard of before seeing the comp yeah yeah that's the whole point man that's you know the goal of it so you know, anyone in the punk will probably like this album. Anyone in the oil industry is probably going to love it. And yeah, you know, as long as you get a couple of good names on, uh, you know, hopefully it does everything else for like all the other bands in the comp. Right. Yeah. You got to have the uh, headliners of the comp and all the <laughs> opening yep. acts in there. Right. <laughs> Supporting acts. We'll say that. Well, tell us about what you're doing with Italian blood currently. You know, you have the, the track that we just played. It's also here. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> how you doing how you doing so in addition to how you doing we got a jersey shore version coming up on the album i have a great intro I, I promise you i actually had to submit this to um i don't know i'm still going down but i'm trying to get this track on a uh, radio station in uh kc it's called uh sunday dinners <laughs> and um the guy uh he, he heard the song he's like it's great he's like it's gonna be on public tv though so Absolutely no cussing. So like, oh, all right, I gotta alter the shit like now. So, um, <laughs> so hopefully we'll have like a, a, a funnier version on. Um, but as far as Tally Blood, it, it took us a while to get things going. Like as soon as we got like like all the vaccines and shit, we had two new members, and that took forever. 
just to get everybody caught up and everyone's same schedule. But we are back on the train. Uh, we got a pizza and cannolis. And um, we had a show a couple weeks ago. We got a show in Philly coming up in two weeks. We got, obviously, like the new song just came out. It'll be on streaming, hopefully a couple of days. And then we got the Christmas album that we did last year. It's now going to be available on Spotify uh, December 1st. We're going to make an appearance in Baltimore for one or two shows. Uh, sidebar, uh, sort of doing like a, a band boozle, sort of band karaoke, uh, bake-off for you know some charity. So uh, we can absolutely not wait to do like a mini tour for this Christmas um, album, but we just aren't ready yet. So we'll probably do like a song or two, but you know, like, like in the following years, that's something we really want to do. And we got another, geez, man, another six songs that we got to record for that that are <laughs> that are even worse than the ones that are already out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so those six songs are those Christmas themed, or are those totally different? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's going to be a, basically like a, a full length because we got an EP, you know, six songs, and then a, a spoken song, um, and then we'll probably add like another five or six more. Going to do a full length, probably do vinyl, and uh, you hope to do like a uh, you know three or four day mini tour for all the Christmases to come. So sweet. <laughs> Leave your cannolis out for Italian blood. <laughs> Speaking of which, man, I just saw the coolest fucking shit. There's a, a chain out of here called Macaros, um, and they've got cannoli beer. I have no idea if it's good. I saw it, and I was like, this is the most ridiculous shit ever, man. I, I, I got to try it. So. I, I can't remember which brewing company it is, but I've had it a few times. They made a peanut butter stout. And, uh, okay. Well, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah, and it it actually tastes really good. I mean, they made a <laughs> yeah. Then there's like a yeah. There's a local brewery here that did like a pumpkin spice uh, lagers and uh, oh my god, the uh, oatmeal stout. All these weird uh, little flavors okay. that keep coming out. Some of them are good. Some of them are just you wonder what in the fuck was wrong with them. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Some people like you can tell like they're trying to like cater to like an audience. And it, if you get too cute, it, it's just going to be awful. So yeah, that's uh, that's what happens when they try and overcorrect themselves, being from being out of touch. There's like yeah, we're yeah. hip, <laughs> <laughs> right? Man. So what is next for the Oi to the World project? You, it, you did two comps in 2020, two comps yeah. in 2021. Do you have ideas of what you're looking to do for 2022? Yeah, like. You know, like the main goal was obviously is always to get the uh, music out and, you know, like to build, you know, one punk community uh, top to bottom. In addition to that, you know, now I want to get into shows. Obviously, have not been able to do that in the past you know, year and a half. It's just uh, hard to do. And now things are, you know, uh, back in motion. I really had a good time with the like, all-female comp. So I want to do like a second volume. The first one was like as much oil as I could find, like as much boy slash like street punk uh, i still got like a pretty good variety of that um in the first one like i was really happy with how it was but now i'm going to sort of dive into like sort of like as much like female punk as possible um would like to get more because uh, i had a lot of people interested and a lot of people who were in it were really into it they're like oh this is great you know this is a good cause uh, i like the movement and that was like okay cool everybody was into it so now like the next step i want to build on that and then do like a one or two night uh, show 
you know, support. I'm going to take my time with this. I'm already starting to get their bands on. Uh, I got like a label I intend to work with. They did like a really good comp. If you haven't heard of it, it's uh, Punk for Pets. I'm not sure if you heard of that one. It was on uh, Prohawk Records. They released it like a year ago. They actually had like some really good bands on it. Um, I'm trying to think of it was like Anti-Flag, Adolescence, Good uh, Riddance, Dwarves, Queers. And then, so like he got like some really good heavy hitters on that, but then he had like a bunch of you know, regional touring bands. So it was like 50-50. So if we can do something like that, that'd be great. If we can't get as many uh, major bands on, like that's fine with me. But, you know, like I guess like, the next step is not only just to get like, the music out and to hit like the streaming services, get bigger bands on, but still like help everybody out, but it's to do shows. Is the title uh, part of the reason to get bigger bands on? Like as uh, Joe Escalante started uh, Come Calling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't even thought of a title. But, um, <laughs> you, know, you know, there's enough good bands here where even if I just get like a handful of regional bands, I got plenty of places I can play. But, hey man, if I can get bigger bands on, it, it's going to do more for me. It's going to do more for other people. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I got um probably... If I could release this in like April or May, that'd be ideal. And then do like one or two night show, maybe like three or four weeks later. I guess the goal that would like really uh, break the break the scale as if vandals were on one of them. Oh, <laughs> so, dude! Why did the I world? Mean, we have the vandals <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, what of the world? Everyone thinks of the vandals. So if I could get these guys on, like, dude, come on, man. You know, just like show me some love. So. <laughs> Okay, show us some royalties first. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have a strong name. You guys don't have a legal name. And then uh, I definitely want to get like a big, like at some point, like an oi fest going. I talked to Dan about that, but um, anybody who wants to get into it, like anything that it'd probably like East Coast, because that's where we're all from. I think that's like the next step too, in addition to getting like an album, is anytime you're on a label, I feel if you can get like a handful of bands that are active and doing stuff, all together, even if it's just like spot up cities, you know, like that'll build like all that people will start to, uh, to uh, notice, to attend, you know, to follow. And then hopefully that gives any attention to either the scene or the labels. And then essentially you can help out anybody else with on like a label that follows, you know, sort of like a ground up approach. So. Right. The East coast is a good place to do that. Cause you have so many populous cities all somewhat near each other so you get a lot of bands and not a lot of travel is required to to make something like that happen you just plan it far enough in advance everybody gets a weekend off and you go make it happen yeah man like you know like there's you know, plenty of days I look at like areas like california and i'm like oh man that'd be nice let's go to like san diego or florida keys or maybe go to places like midwest that i haven't been to but i'm like dude like as far as giving up like my primary residence like we're pretty much in heaven over here, man. I can go like hour, two hours, three hours and hit up like seven cities. Right. So. The closest uh, big cities to us are six to seven hours away. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about the compilations and we know what's in store for the future there. You gave us an idea of what you're up to with Italian blood and, and maybe what's in the future there. What else are you up to? Yeah, man, you know, I'm just getting back to music, like, you know, like in general. Uh, it's great just to have like you know, shows to, you know, going through like the events and you're doing that stuff. Yeah. You know, we were all talking over, over the break and we're like, dude, like I miss 
every aspect of shows. Like, I, I miss being like, you know, fucking tired after the show, man. You know, like that, you know, half and forth feeling like I'm going to take it over the fucking world and then it goes away after a day. But, um, mm. you know, that's kind of where we're at. So you just get back to the grind, you know, just scheduling shows, scheduling tours, you know, it's kind of living the dream a little bit. You know, now that I've gotten a little older and like a little more concentrated uh, as, far as, as far as my time. So, uh, you know, looking to do a lot more uh, shows and a lot more uh, things in general with just like a lot more people, you know, like the touring and stuff like that. It's always going to be like our own goal, album, our own goal. But now trying to do like a little more like, hey, can I get like a few more big shows for the bands or other labels scheduled? You know, can I, like, I work that in with like the stuff like I'm releasing and, you know, to see if we can take it a little further. It'd be awesome, right, to take Italian blood over to Italy? Oh, man, like, that's like three years ever doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started talking about it in 2019. We're like, all right, 2020, fucking doing it, man. And obviously, that's happening. And in 2022, we're like, all right, let's plan it. And I can already see it kind of not happening. But I guarantee you, by 2023, this shit is going down. That's awesome. Um, I definitely get to Italy. There's a lot of places I'd like to play, but we'd like to do at least a couple shows there. You know, um, one of our guys is from uh, Noli, Italy, which is off like the West Coast. So, you know, he knows a lot of places. Um, we know a bunch of bands like in Germany and Italy, uh, a couple in the uh, UK and France. And then my buddy's got like a ton of friends in Sweden. So he wants to go over there into the community tour. And they kind of bring us back once he's gotten, you know, like his footing over there. He hasn't played in a while, but he was torn over there for like Rockabilly bands for like, like five, six years. Uh, at, at one point, he was playing like like freaking amphitheaters and shit. So, I mean, he's got a ton of contacts. But I told him, dude, I'll go there. I just am not going over there like in the fucking wintertime. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I don't want to go over there in the wintertime. Well, if you go in there in the summertime, it's usually, at least in Italy, it's humid as all shit. <laughs> Oh, dude, Italy, man, it, it's it's all about the people, all about the entertainment, all about the food. <laughs> it's going to be hot as fuck, man. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not dry heat. It is moist heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hate, that's the one thing I hate about going there, but whatever. You, you take the bitter with the sweet. There's a lot more exactly. sweet than bitter over there. You're having so much fun, you just fucking forget about it. So. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. For the uh, one of you that has seen the entire Sopranos without giving anything away, since I, since I know you just saw it, what did you think of the ending? You know, I knew about it ahead of time, so spoiler for me, because I'd heard so many people talk about it, and then, you know, I ended up seeing a, a YouTube video, like, what are people talking about? You know, and so yeah. I watched it, and I just didn't have any context at that time. Like, I don't know, I mean, that seems like a weird ending, I suppose. And then now it's just one of those things where after watching it and you observe the, the different, I don't know, they, they drop plenty of hints, right? Throughout, I, you know, I read about it a little bit afterwards, after I watched the whole entire series, which I did through the month of October. And then I watched that episode. And at the very ending, I think they dropped some hints and I picked up on a couple things. And then I read about it afterwards and people read you know, several people have written about it. And after reading those, it's like, all right, you can kind of understand. And the guy that was, I think he was the original writer or director, I forget which one he was. But anyway, they've done several interviews with him since 
the Many Saints of Newark has come out yeah. and he, you know, finally gave what he says the ending should be. And I'll let people, you know, go look at the interview if you want, go watch the show if you want. But overall, for a person like me, like if I wanted to come up with what I think the endings were on a movie and a TV show, then I would go write the stuff. Like I'm, I, I treat a movie and a TV show as a story. And I think yeah. you're going to tell me the story quicker than if I try to go find a story to read. So I want to watch your story. And I don't want you to leave things for me to try to figure out because then I think you didn't do your job. <laughs> you did most yeah. of your job. Tell me what it should be. Yeah. I can come up with, you know, I watch Game of Thrones, right? And it's, I'm sure plenty of people have like, oh, well, I think they should have done this thing different. So in my mind, wherever throughout the movie, I can pretend that they did something else. You know, I mean, it's the same concept as yeah. leaving an ending kind of open for interpretation, as it were. But I, I think that when they do that, people think they're being creative. You know, like, <laughs> look, look how cool we are. We didn't we didn't just make it finite, but that's what people want. They don't I, I would assume the majority. Maybe there's some people out there that like to, you know, start a story and. You know, start the story for me and I'll finish him. I don't yeah. want anybody to finish any stories for me, but I am too busy to come up with the concept. So start it for me and I will come up with all the endings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was but... such a dick move, man. And honestly, like when a year or two after it was over, he gave a completely different explanation. And then like, <clears throat> like five years later, he changed it. And then the last couple of years, he's given like a third version of what happened. So I'm like, this guy, man. Right. <laughs> Right. So, but uh, oh, the one thing that's um, that I'll say about it, and this gives nothing away for anyone who has not seen it. So at the end, when Meadows parking the car, I'm not sure if you remember that. Yeah. Going back and forth. <laughs> so that shit was not supposed to happen. Her fucking dumbass could not park the goddamn car. So like, just fucking film it. So yeah, man. <laughs> Basically, her you know, live trying to park that shit for you know uh, 15, 20 minutes, and she wasn't in a hurry because she was trying to get in to film it. So. <laughs> I may not have seen it, but I'm very aware of the ending. It's practically background noise, <laughs> right? Yeah, and just another reason to hate. Don't stop believing. There you go. <laughs> oh, dude, my God, man! And like, it, it, it's kind of like the joke that says, like, you know, because you hear that song obviously so many times and I never go to bars or a place, but it just kind of follows you. Um, yeah, right. And it, was a, it was a big joke about uh, that and anything Bon Jovi uh, that if you're in a bar and it's getting late and that song comes on, you look at everyone, you know, like he was all singing and acting stupid. And then you find the person who's not. And that's the person that I'm going to go talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a way to clear the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny you mentioned Bon Jovi because the ending of The Sopranos was emulated through uh, the show Everybody Hates Chris. Um, okay. from, yeah, from Chris Rock. And uh, and yeah, in the very last episode, uh, Chris, as a teenager, he's uh, uh, he tries to uh, graduate early from high school at, rather than repeating his senior year. So he takes the test and they're all sitting in a little cafe and there is one of those little radios on the table and it starts playing... Uh, living on a prayer by Bon Jovi. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yep. And then eventually his dad comes in with the test results and uh, they say, what does it say? And then it cuts to black. 
Oh, jeez, man. Yeah. Come on. But they actually did something better. They uh, they right. gave an idea. He had to get like a certain number out of uh, 800 or something. And when his dad's backing in his truck, it zooms in on a three-digit number on his uh, truck. And th- as to no explanation why, but it's supposed to say the uh, – it's supposed to be, you know – the grade that he got on his test. So I was like, oh, okay, he passed. <laughs> so at least they gave us some, uh, they gave us some closure. We just had to put the A and B together. Right, right. That's funny. That's funny. I think it's messed up, you know, for people that watched it when the new episodes were coming out. So you're spending, I don't know, six and a half, seven years or however long it took to get all the episodes out. And then that's what you get for sticking all the way through as the ending. You know what I mean? For me, I did it in a month and I was really bummed out. So if I would have done that over six years worth, man, I would have been even more pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like as soon as as soon as it was happening, I had a lot of friends call me and they're like, what the fuck's going on, man? I was like, dude, no, that was on purpose. He, he, David Chase just like pulled the rug out of all of us. Uh, well, it was supposed to be six seasons, and then HBO made him do a seventh because it was it was doing really well. So the, the last couple of days kind of like added on. I actually liked the last probably six or seven. Like I was like, he did pretty fucking solid. But when he pulled that shit, I, I figured they were trying to make a movie at that time. So I was I was never surprised that the prequel came out, and I think it, it's amazing they got his son on. Right, because yeah. he looks a lot like him. He's got the mannerisms down, like amazingly. If they want to make this the show again, they've got thirty years, and that kid's like twenty five. I was like, this is perfect, man. You, you got it. As far as uh, marketing, you know, it'd be easy because it's an established show, and he seems like a likable guy. He's young too, so hasn't done anything stupid yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And if. Uh, Italian blood could get a song on the show that everything would be, you know, absolutely fucking perfect. Yeah, so, uh, there you go. Right? So, yeah, have <laughs> Sopranos pull a Godfather Part 2 and then <laughs> have you guys on to write the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. There we go. That's the be-all, end-all solution for uh, both the <laughs> Sopranos canon and your guys' musical future. Exactly, man. <laughs> That'd be cool that they get you a a guest spot on there too, either playing the music or just being something else. And they can play your track, uh, on the episode as well. Yeah. Sort of like yeah, in I mean, uh, Ace Ventura when they get cannibal corpse on, it's like, yep, we have to go <laughs> into a music venue and who happens to be playing, but Italian blood. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, we've got ideas out the ass, man. We just, you know, it took us forever to get these recordings done. Cause we were like halfway through as soon as COVID hit. But in the next probably three to four months, we'll have hopefully album out and um, a lot more stuff we're writing on. But there's a, a, a Sopranos con in Jersey. You got hopefully a Sopranos show coming out. We got all sorts of material for uh, Jersey Shore. You know, if they want to put us on, we got plenty of stuff making fun of them. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, I look forward to playing those. I give it all yeah. for the Snooky. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to combine the two horrible things, Limp Biscuit and Jersey Shore. <laughs> well, actually, three, man, because you got Limp Biscuit, you, you got Jersey Shore, and then if you want to go that route, which we're not going to go there, you know, politics is not a thing, but you got the red hat, man. He was the first guy to come out with the red hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Trump took it, you know. 
So I'm like, kind of make fun of all three at the same time if you want, man. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> make the biscuit limp again. <laughs> that guy was fucking dumb, man. Jesus Christ, Flinders. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, no. <laughs> right. The only reason that band got so big was because Wes Borland had that unique guitar tone. So yeah, he could he could slam down some really good riffs, admittedly, but then Fred Durst comes in and just ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect time for that, man. Any other time, they would have never gotten anything. Well, we covered a lot about what you have going on. That side note I was talking about earlier, I don't know why it popped into my head. Uh, yes. I, I had not heard of people doing this before, but maybe as a concept. So, you know, this, you know, there's splits, right? So bands get together and a couple tracks from one band, a couple tracks from another band. They do split EPs, split LPs. And then you have the type that, all right, we'll play some of your tracks, you play some of our tracks type of split, or, you know, one original, one cover of the other band and so forth. And sure. what came to my head, and maybe it's an awful idea, I am uh, not in a band and so maybe this seems stupid, but I haven't heard it. And for whatever reason, while we were talking about it, and it popped in my head. So what if you have a two? You put two bands together and say, "All right, you guys are kind of similar in style. Let's do." You come up with half of a song, and the other band you come up with half of a song. And then once we have the halves done, you give it to the other band, and then they finish the other half of the song. And so the trick is obviously kind of making it somewhat seamless, but obviously the band's being different. You'll know the part that takes over, but then to kind of see how the, the tracks take off, right? Compared to, you know, if you and some other band that plays a similar style, you can cover each other's tracks and you'll do it more in your style compared to their style. But what happens when you write half of a track and like, all right, this is what we have in mind. Boom, here you guys go. You got to finish. And then they do the same for you. How does that sound? Does it sound like a retarded idea? Or does that sound like something that might be interesting to listen to? Well, I mean, this is a very popular idea you've got going. It hasn't been in songs. <laughs> half cheese, half pepperoni, man. You got it right there. I got the album title for you. Right? <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, man, that's an interesting idea. I'm, you know, as someone who just, I'll take essential music from anybody if, you know, I'm writing it or not. So, I don't think it'd be the most outrageous thing to do. I don't. I don't think anyone's ever done it before, though. I've never heard it, and so I'm not trying to claim like I come up with this idea because I think I was just watching. Uh, I watched a few music documentaries and movies. I watched the one on Joy Division, the movie that they put yeah. out about Joy Division recently, and then yeah. I watched the. This is a, a band called Death. That's the name yeah. of it, and uh -huh. I, I can't remember which one, but somebody. I watched something recently. Anyway, they basically said that whatever you do, it's not original, right? It, the <laughs> ideas are coming from somebody. I mean, the, things have been around so long that y even though it might seem yeah. original, you probably got some inspiration from somewhere else, right? And the, even if yeah. I was the first person to ever come up with this idea, which I doubt I'm not, maybe some people thought of it and thought no, it was there stupid. Is, there is this old, uh, this little old quote where it's like, there are seven stories that exist on this planet like that's the, uh, the basis of it. They're just all told differently. Right. Yeah. So Jeez. something along those lines and you know the the thought process came from 
the explanation I gave you where bands cover each other's tracks or cover a track and an original track on splits. And I, I really like splits because... Yeah. Those those BYO reason, series. Right. And, and for the same reason that I like the compilation, I you know, you get to check out a band that you like and maybe, well, what they're on this split or comp with these other bands. There's got to be a reason for it. So I'm probably going to like them. So more bands that I get to check out. And I think that would be really cool... The I kind of got the idea based on what you were talking about, like either putting these comps out and a comp might be tough. I mean, it would be cool. There's 16 tracks on Fall Brawl. And if you had something where, you know, like a two day event and all the bands were able to come play, that would be super awesome. But really a lot to coordinate. But um, along those lines, if you put two bands together and they did that idea you know, but based on the concept, like, all right, each band come up with the track, we'll do a seven inch, one on each side, and we'll do these shows. And so you make them regionally, like a band from Boston and a band from Philly or something like that, where you can hit up a show, a handful of shows throughout a weekend, just like you said. And that's kind of where the idea came across, where it might be a little easier to coordinate something like that on a smaller scale or do a four-way split where... You know, I write a half of a track and I pass it to a band and they write a half of a track. They take the other half of my track and pass it around the circle. Whatever you would want to do. I mean, there's a variety of ways to do it, but you could do something along those lines just on a smaller scale than a whole compilation to be able to do either a weekend event or a small tour. We call it the uh, you can call it the telephone EP, you know, like the game of telephone (laughs) where it just turns into something different from the original idea. Just do one song like that, make it a, a make it kind of an epic, if you will. <laughs> right, and some people's styles you don't always understand. Like the first time you hear it, their the singing style or the way that it was mixed, the the voice might not be as audible as opposed to the the rest of the music and, and so forth. So it might take a couple listens to actually hear what they're saying. Everybody usually catches on to whatever the you know the chorus is like. All right, we're all singing this, and you know, and we repeat it a handful of times. But what are they saying in between? And I don't think all those messages are always caught. And so it would be yeah. also interesting on that aspect. Like, all right, we're done, we're finished. Pass it on to you. What are you <laughs> interpreting based on what we've put out there? And then you know, how do you finish yeah. it? Yeah, that was also an exercise in like my English class in elementary school where we. One kid starts a story, and another kid does that story. Then you pull the paper down and cover the line before that. So you just have to add on with what exactly you have. And then by the end of the day, you tell the story, and it's just a Mad Lib, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I like the uh, telephone idea. You call it the punk rock telephone game. I mean, you got it right there, man. Right. Yeah. Well, that, there you go. The if oi to the world uh, adds to what they're what, what you're doing there besides compilations, not instead mm-hmm. of. I definitely wasn't suggesting right, right. that, but on top of what you're doing, uh, I think that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be pretty funny. I, you know, at least try once. Uh, you know, and if it works out great, I mean, it'd be super cool concept, and I bet there'd be a ton of bands that would be like, I would love to do that with this <laughs> other band. You know, our friends or whoever. Yeah, like. You don't see a ton of uh, featuring, you know, like in in rap and R and B, like you see that shit all the time. Where it's like, right, person A featuring this, you could easily do that for Punk Man. And like, I think people have always talked about that. Like, dude, wouldn't that be cool if you all like write a, a show or a studio, and you all, you know, just jam together? Right. Well, uh, punk with a telephone game, it's uh, <laughs> it just sounds so much better. <laughs> 
I say a lot on the show. We come up with a lot of ideas. Feel free to use them. I'm not going to claim that any of them are any good, but there's definitely several ideas. Well, I will claim that you said that, man. Like, dude. Yeah. It's like, I do 30 seconds, now you do 30 seconds, and then you do 30 seconds, right? And then just send it off to a producer and have them splice it together. It's like, okay, let's see what we got. All right, well, is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap this up? No, man, I'm good. I covered it all. You know, and again, always, always a good time listening to the show and um, an even better time being on here. So well, we appreciate it. And, you know, every time you pop out one of these, so twice a year, and if you do punk rock telephone game or uh, half cheese, <laughs> half pepperoni, whatever he's going to call it, <laughs> yeah. then uh, yeah. we definitely want you to come back on uh, on those occasions as well. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And also, thanks again for like everything, you know, like, you guys do you know there's like a lot of bands and like a lot of stuff i've discovered you know just from uh, playing the podcast and following so awesome you know that i got the goal stuff, you know think hey i'm just talking punk rock but i'm like nah, man like everyone like has a part if they're gonna you know put their effort up so right. it's doing a lot for everybody we appreciate that <laughs> nice to know right, that we are actually time and have a good holiday and hopefully yes. i'll talk to you soon absolutely Thank you, T. Soprano, a.k.a. We're just going to stick with T. Soprano. (laughs) A.k.a. Mr. Fantastic Soprano. (laughs) I'll have five uh, new names next time. That's what we expect. Different (laughs) names every time. Similarities are fine, but different.
there's more Spanish for you to not understand. That was Brutus's daughters with six four six three six three. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, if uh, if we're going to uh, talk about sister languages here, uh, <laughs> Italian blood of Brutus's daughters. Well, yeah, I guess Brutus <laughs> can be Spanish. <laughs> Well, Brutus's daughter's there from Madrid, Spain. You heard us talk about him during the interview. That is good stuff. Uh, go check out the rest of Fall Brawl compilation. Though I will say, Brutus, well, if it will be Brutus's daughters, why don't we have Cassius's sons? <laughs> maybe that is the next iteration of the band. Yeah, maybe so. And I guess uh, <laughs> next will be uh, Judas's cousins. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Because they may- they may be from Spain, but Brutus is uh, portrayed in Dante's Inferno. You know, Dante, he's from Italy. That Inferno was written in Italian. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's the thing. Brutus, Cassius, and Judas are the, are the three souls whose heads are getting gnawed on by the three faces of Satan while he is encased in ice. That is awesome. Well, so, yeah, that's metal as fuck. Speaking of metal. <laughs> right? That is awesome. Uh, I want to thank T again for joining us for that interview. Definitely get out and check out the Fall Brawl or to the World Volume 4 compilation and stay tuned for uh, more to come from Italian Blood. That'll be cool once they start doing their uh, you know, weekend tours uh, over the next few years, celebrating that a very merry Italian Christmas and those cool Italian tracks that they, not Italian Christmas tracks, those Italian guys put out. Uh, looking forward to playing. I'm going to be playing one of the tracks coming up over on Punkanoi Worldwide. And maybe we'll feature another one on one of the Christmas tracks coming up here on SLC Punkcast. Uh, just stay tuned for more from Italian Blood and get out and check out and support Fall Brawl and Oi to the World. Please do. Yes. Eric, let's wrap up the show now. Uh, what do you have for us to wrap up the show with? Well, I have a new track from the newest EP from a uh, sort of new band called Swarmer. Nice. Yeah, Swarmer. You think of just like a swarm of locusts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we're not playing anything from the band, the locusts. No, we're talking about the band uh, comprised of uh, a couple of members from Bitch in the Delta. Okay. Who were like a a sort of a... Kind of a sludgy, uh, kind of proggy metal band from, uh, I don't know, from the last decade, we'll say. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was what, that was their heyday. That was when they were releasing their music, and that was when uh, they actually got signed to uh, Prosthetic Records, but uh, eventually uh, uh, called it quits. Or at least they're in like an indefinite hiatus right now. But the singer and guitarist is uh, breathing new life into the band Swarmer, which was a side project. Now his full project. Cool. <laughs> yep. And they have a few. They have a few releases out, at least in the uh, at least in the terms of EPs. And this is their first full length record, and it is called The Brutalist. And yep, it's a it's a good one. It is a. It's got the same type of, uh, at least, guitar tone and progression of Ditch in the Delta, but it is heavier. It is just much more, it's just much more put together, and I I guess as this title would suggest, brutal. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, it's definitely something that's a, a step away from uh, the atmosphere of this in the Delta and getting a bit more, uh, fuck it. I'm just going to say it again. Brutal. <laughs> and here is the, and yeah, from Swarmer, he was the brutalist of all brutal.
Yeah, that's got quite a bit of riffage in there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, especially especially towards the end, you just kind of hear that. Uh, you just kind of hear that uh, cranking riff, where it just sounds like something is turning on a roller, like. So yeah, Swarmer, I'm very impressed with uh, how the Brutalist, at least the song, turned out. I have to, I'll have to absorb more of the album when I listen to it, just to see if it's, uh, just to see if those other songs can hold a lighter to it. Awesome. Well, uh, good stuff. Check out Swarmer and Brutalist because we just checked out the title track, Brutalist. Let's wrap up the show with the band Evil Kim Evil. Uh, they're out. They being him. It's a, a one-man band, a human-eating one-man band. you got to listen to all of these things here. I'm going to put into context what we're going to be listening to. So from New York, New York, New York, that is, a human-eating one-man band, a dragonoid rock star from another dimension, an extra lunar being, arrived on Earth in 1979. That's when I arrived on Earth, was in 1979. Spent its ah. early years in Baltimore, now qu- cave-dwelling in New York City. Uh, here's a quote. Humans get in the way. It's better to eat them. Uh, you should check out the, the artwork. I'm going to include the album art on this the post uh, for, on social media just so you can get an idea uh, of the dragon mask. Uh, if you go to the social medias for Evil Kim, Evil you can see the dragon mask and that the concept that goes with it. Uh, Evil Kim Evil released Here Comes the Bomb July 23rd of 2021. And we're going to check out a track off of that release from the one-man band. And the track is called Nothing Remains of My Brain. Let's do it. Let's wrap up the show. <laughs>
check out the what is it again? The Dragonoid. I, I was about to say humanoid. That's that's terribly inaccurate. The Dragonoid. <laughs> uh, the Rockstar. Dragonoid. Right. Yeah. I don't know. The, the closest thing to metal I could uh, say about this is the Dragonoid. It reminds me of power metal. <laughs> like a dragon force, if you will. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is the Dragonoid rock star from another dimension. It's Evil Kim Evil. I'm sure it would be cool to check out a one man band, you know, doing this style of music. Uh, so if you're in New York City, or if you happen to go by a qua- a cave, uh, why do I keep trying to say quave? A cave that Evil Kim Evil is dwelling in, maybe you'll catch Evil Kim Evil performing. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, you'll see the little uh, dragonoid going in, uh, going and breathing his fire all over his amps just to get the sound of what his dimension considers to be metal. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what. We'll see what comes about in the works. Right. Well, that wraps up the show. We're going to call it quits on this episode anyway. Uh, find us I- uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram at snapcaseband, at daydrinker underscore punk rock, at horn and hoof records is where you can find uh, Mark Murphy and the Meds. They didn't. I didn't see a Instagram page for them, but... The Horn and Hoof Records released that release, so go look it up there. At The Afraid, at Ramones, at Drain831, at Italian Blood Punk Rock, at Oi to the World, and that's the number two. At Evil Kim Evil, at Brutus's Daughters, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? My personal Instagram we have here is at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band's Instagram is at anonymous underscore band official. Our Facebook is at anonymous. <laughs> I have it spelled wrong on my phone. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> at, at anonymous SLC. Once again, that's Facebook. And you can find our merch and whatnot on our Bandcamp at anonymous slc.bandcamp.com. And my other band, Heart of Dark, is on Instagram at Heart of Dark 801 SLC. Nothing physical exists for that band yet, but we're working on it. And you can find me on various other podcasts, including Assault City Circle Pit, Wrecked Podcast, and My Lead Melodies Podcast. The, the first episode is out now. It is where I review albums in great detail. I record myself, I put it up on the internet, and you guys get to listen to it. Sweet. Yep. Once again, you can find all of those at on Instagram at AssaultCityCP, at RectCast, and at LeadMelodies underscore podcast. Facebook is Circle Pit Radio, Rect Podcast, and at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can find all of it on Circle Pit Radio. Awesome. The bands are also found at Snap or on Facebook at Snapcase, at Daydrinker Punk Rock, at Mark Murphy and the Meds, at Horn and Hoof Records, also has Facebook, at Resurger HC, that's R E X U R G I R H C, at The Afraid Punks, at The Ramones, at Drain831, at Italian Blood Band. Oi to the World has a public group, not a Facebook page, but a public group page on 
Inst- or, uh, Facebook, so you can go check that out there. At Brutus's Daughters, at Evil Kim, Evil Rules, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, some some thoughts been flowing the uh, past uh, the past few days, and that my band played a show, and I got to put my first own podcast episode out, and and really some things to uh, to really reflect back on as creators. When I uh, when I put the first episode out, I'm just thinking I'm not expecting a lot of people to listen to it. I don't expect a lot of people to listen to the second one. I don't expect a lot of people to listen to the third one. But I will keep pushing on because really the passion is still there. Same thing with uh, same thing with bands. I didn't expect a lot of people to buy the demo, and quite a few did. We actually had to do a second round. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And but the thing is, like. Uh, I don't expect a lot of people to listen to the LP when it comes out eventually. And if we do a second one, then I don't expect a lot to uh, hatch on that either. It's not me being defeatist. It's just me being practical. Yeah. But you just keep pushing it. You keep advertising it. You keep thinking of the ways that you can present it. If you want, if you want your stuff to get out there and it will get out there. All you got to do is just keep going for it. I mean, look at how long this punk, this podcast, this punk cast has been around for. Right. Yep. And it's because uh, it's because the real creators never give up on their dreams. So, yeah. With that said, all you creators out there, being whatever it is you're creating, just uh, just work your ass off, and it will pay off one day. And keep creating. Yeah, keep creating. For the love of God, the world is too boring. <laughs> and on that note play the fucking outro